Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine. I am a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 123. Today, I want to talk to you about some of the areas of your life that you might be neglecting that are probably having a huge impact on your self-esteem. We're going to talk about what you're consuming physically, mentally, and emotionally, and how that's impacting your life. So when I talk about what you're consuming physically, I'm talking about the foods and beverages that you're taking in. There's one thing I always say about the internet, and it's that you can find irrefutable proof that anything is true. And while I really want you to go do your own research on this, I want you to also pay attention to where you are getting your research. When you eat, you are fueling every cell in your body. You are fueling every function of your body. Eating is not just to curb hunger or satisfy cravings. It's a fueling process to keep your body functioning the way it was meant to. And that's the key part here, meant to. Your body is meant to heal. Your cells are meant to regenerate. So we need to fuel it accordingly. Now, if our body is a natural, organic being, it stands to reason that the best way to fuel it is with compatible, recognizable, natural ingredients. Your fruits, your vegetables, your eggs, dairy, meats from good sources. The less your food has been messed with, the better. So the next time you go to eat something, start looking at labels. Start asking yourself where it was prepared. How was it prepared? What was it prepared with? Are these natural ingredients found in nature that my body was created to be able to process? You might be really surprised to find out how much out there our bodies really struggle to process. And when your body cannot process the food you're putting into it, it cannot heal. It cannot function properly. It cannot fuel you on a level that you need to be fueled. Your energy level suffers. Your sleep suffers. Your brain function suffers. And there are a lot of medical issues that can be resolved or significantly improved upon by being mindful about putting things into your body that your body can actually do something with instead of just eating to satisfy hunger symptoms or cravings. I would love it if you would experiment in the next couple of weeks cutting out any products that come out of boxes or bags, prepackaged or prepared somewhere else, and start adding more fruits and vegetables, whole foods, eggs from a local farm, meat from a local farm, dairy from a local farm. Start adding these things into your diet and see if you don't start feeling a big improvement. Just try it to whatever level you're capable of trying this and see if you don't start noticing some improvements. So this is one area that gets really neglected or gets confused and marred with the whole dieting push and restriction. I don't want you to restrict yourself on eating or calories or fats or carbs. I just want you to switch where you're getting your food from. So if that's something you're willing to try to see how physically altering what you're putting into your body can shift your mindset, your mood, your sleep, your ability to focus, whether or not you're experiencing pain, this is a great place to start. 
The second area, what you consume mentally. This is the music you're listening to, the movies you're listening to, the people you're surrounding yourself with, the podcasts you're listening to, the books that you're reading. All of these are the things that you're mentally consuming. Your brain is taking in all of that information. And while taking in information is good, I want you to be really careful about what type of information you are consuming, because that is what your brain is going to focus on. When you're consuming it, you're telling your brain, this is important information. This is where we need to focus our time, our energy. These are the things we need to be most aware of or afraid of. If you're listening to music with angry lyrics or with heavier, quick beats, that affects you mentally and actually physically as well. If you're watching movies or TV shows that are high drama, scandalous, people are angry, people are having high emotional responses, people are getting murdered, people are getting cheated on, or physically, mentally, emotionally hurt or abused, your brain is consuming this. Even though it might feel interesting, just like with food, it might be meeting a craving. This might be what you're interested in right now. It might feel relaxing even to watch or listen to this type of material. That doesn't mean your brain is able to healthily process it. You might be really surprised to find out how much this is actually affecting your mental state. Indoctrination, brainwashing, conversion, grooming. All of these things work when a person is subjected to information over and over and over again, right? And keep in mind, parts of our brain do not know the difference between what is happening on a TV screen versus what you are experiencing personally in real life. So can you imagine that there would be a difference between the person's brain who is constantly watching violence and listening to angry music versus the person's brain who is only taking in peaceful and uplifting content and positive uplifting music? Life is hard enough. Our brains need a break from the real world. And it's perfectly acceptable to take that break with TV or books or podcasts or music. What I am suggesting is make sure what you're taking in is positive and calming and uplifting and mentally healthy for you so that your brain gets an actual break, so that your brain can heal, so that mentally you can actually de-stress. And to those of you that are going to tell me that type of stuff is boring. You want something interesting, and interesting is this material that you're currently taking in. I hear you. I get it. I used to be the same way. But just like with training our bodies to take in healthier foods, we also need to retrain our minds to take in healthier content as well. So this next one ties hand in hand with the consumption of TV, movies, books, podcasts, and it's what you are emotionally consuming. Who are you talking to throughout the day? What do you and your coworkers talk about? What do you and your best friend talk about? What do you and your partner talk about? Is it always drama? Is somebody always angry? Are they always recounting some fight or altercation? Are they always telling you how horrible people are to them? Is something always wrong and not fair and not going their way? You don't have to be an empath to be taking in other people's emotions. We've talked about this before on here. Your body, your mind does not know the difference between a tiger is jumping out of the woods about to eat you versus you really don't like the email you just received. That anxiety, that stress, it is the same. 
And so when you're listening to somebody constantly complaining or being angry or being jealous or being mad or mean, you are consuming this. And it's doing a few different things. It's convincing you or reminding you or revalidating for you that the world is a mean, bad, evil, unfair place. Well, how are you going to feel safe and relaxed and comfortable if that's your belief? It's reminding you how bad and ugly things are and how bad and ugly people are. It's wearing you down. It's stressing you out. And the science is there to tell us that if we are emotionally worn down and stressed out, our immune system becomes compromised and we're much more susceptible to being sick. It's really fascinating and actually really sad to me when I pay attention to who around me is constantly getting sick. It's the people that are very stressed out and angry and dealing with a lot of drama in their lives. Now, this is not to say that you'll never get sick if you are watching what you are emotionally consuming. It does mean the amount of time you're spending sick in all likelihood is going to dramatically decrease. Again, just like in these other areas, it's fascinating to observe and talk to people that are constantly talking to other people who are emotionally healthy, overall positive, optimistic, see the beauty in the world, see the beauty in other people and choose to be a part of that beauty versus talking to somebody who is constantly taking in the negative. I've talked on this podcast before about being an extreme introvert, and I will tell you that what I have found is that in negative, heightened, emotionally charged situations, I am, in fact, an extreme introvert. If you put me in a room, however, with positive, uplifting, higher-thinking individuals, I could hang out with them for days and days and days and be just fine because it doesn't drain me or emotionally hurt me to be in their presence. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you already know this. And if you're new, I'm saying this just for you. You were created with a purpose. You were created intentionally. You were created in love. Now, why is that important to know? Because you matter. What you do matters what you consume matters. You are either reaching for your purpose or you're pushing yourself away from it. You are either feeding your soul or you are starving your soul. Have you ever tried to use a product, a tool for something other than what it was intended? And have you ever had anyone tell you that's not what it's intended for, you're going to break it or you're going to mess up what you're trying to do if you use that, that's the wrong tool? You were created with a purpose. You were meant to be in a specific role. You were meant to be around specific people. You were meant to accomplish a specific dream. And if it's not good for an inanimate object to be used for something it was not intended, can you imagine how much worse it is for you to be doing something other than your purpose? You were created intentionally. That means you are precious. Your time is precious. Your energy is precious. We've all heard the question, if you found out you only had a day to live, what would you do with that day? And unfortunately, more often than not, it's different than how we are actually spending our days. If you were created intentionally with a purpose, then live your days intentionally with a purpose. Because we don't know when that last day is. And I promise you, it is hurting your soul to keep killing time killing it, scrolling on your phone, watching TV, laying in bed, griping with friends, that eats away at how you feel 
about yourself. It eats away at the energy you have to get up and do what you know you need to do. It eats away at how much you're loving and enjoying life. And you were created with love. You were created with intention and with love. Now, I'm a creative person. I've made things for other people. I've made things for my children. And I've made things for myself. I create them to work as they're supposed to work. And I create these things to last a long time. And whenever I give one of these creations to somebody, as you might imagine, just like any product you buy from a store, there's instructions. How you treat it, how you don't treat it. If you want it to last, you follow these instructions, right? None of this is shocking. None of this is outside the realm of what your brain can process. So imagine if some manufacturer in China cares enough to put instructions in so that you can take care of the product you're buying. Imagine how much more so you must have come with care instructions. I just want you to think on that for a moment. You came with care instructions so that you can run at optimal capacity and continue physically and mentally and emotionally working without pain, without medication, without breakdowns, without having to push through stress and anxiety because you were created in love. And the goal was that you would be able to have an incredible, purpose-filled, love-filled life. My car, as we speak, is waiting for oil so that it can continue to function appropriately. What is your soul waiting on so that you can continue to function appropriately the way you were intended to function? We're getting really deep here, I know. How often have you considered this, though? Would you treat something you love the way you treat yourself? Would you put the wrong gas in your car just like you put the wrong food in your body? There are fights currently all across our nation about what content is and is not appropriate for our children. Why did we decide that once we reach adulthood, now it's okay to take in material that is corruptive to the brain, to the psyche, to our mental state? Why does adulthood suddenly make it okay to stop protecting ourselves? This doesn't make sense to me. If anything, now that we are dealing with real-world issues, we need more protection from an excess of that type of material. Again, when we have children, if somebody is being a bad influence on them, if they have a friend that's constantly getting in trouble at school or constantly dragging them down, constantly complaining, too focused on dark, morbid things, whatever, what do we do? We tell our children, pick better friends. Don't surround yourself with those people. What are we afraid of? That they're going to convince our child to cause trouble in school or start taking drugs or get way too curious into the morbid. So again, I ask you, why do we think that suddenly changes in adulthood? What magic birthday do we have that suddenly makes us immune to all of this? It doesn't happen. What we do is we tell ourselves, well, intellectually, because I know that they're not the best influence or they're really negative, that's not going to affect me. I promise you it's still affecting you. And spiritually, I know so many of you are in the same boat I was in, where I had been really, really hurt by organized religion. And I'd had some devastating moments of unanswered prayers, and I didn't understand why. Yet, just as we say, don't cut off your nose to spite your face, please don't starve your soul thinking that that will protect you from future pain, because it won't. It absolutely won't. So if you're here with me because you're wanting to fix your self-esteem, I am suggesting today 
that there are some other areas in your life that probably need your attention too. We wouldn't put new tires on a car without an engine. We can't fix your self-esteem if we're ignoring all of these other issues. Your goal this week is to start being mindful about how you are taking care of you. What are you consuming physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Where are you poisoning yourself? Where are you starving yourself? I'm not asking you to make any massive, radical, immediate changes. I'm not asking you to do all things at once. I'm asking you to start doing what feels possible in these different areas of your life so that you can feel better and be better and do better and experience better. Support each other in the Facebook group, ask questions, lean on each other. That's what it's there for. The group has the same name as the podcast, Self-Esteem Truths. And you can also post questions to me in there. Thank you for sticking around for this entire episode. I know we got deep, but it needed to be said. Go have an incredible week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.